Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional mess maker. And this week, I want to talk about something that affects all of us, especially right now, whether you're a parent, a teacher, a caregiver, a caregiver, excuse me, or whether we're talking about the kids in your life. This is something we have all experienced and we experience and deal with it in different ways. What am I talking about? Decision fatigue. Decision fatigue and emotional processing. I am sure that we have all noticed that we are all more susceptible to stress and frustration and meltdowns and lash outs and all of those emotions that are not conscious. They just boil up. And they boil up because we try and try and try and try to maintain or control or tamper them. But because we are overstimulated, we just get to a point where if we can't get a break, we boil over. And again, it doesn't matter what your role is. It doesn't matter if you're an adult. It doesn't matter if you're a teenager. It doesn't matter if you're a young child. It happens to all of us. And quite honestly, I don't know what feels worse. The decision fatigue, the inability to emotionally process properly, or the overstimulation. Either way, we can get better at dealing with all of these. And it's one of the things that I wanted to talk about in this episode. We all tend to be attached physically to our devices. Heck, I'm recording this episode right now from my cell phone. (laughs) So that tells you that I take it everywhere with me. And that means we are constantly processing information. And this can lead to overstimulation. Our brains are always on. We never take quiet time anymore because we see quiet time as boring. And the kids in our lives do too. That's why you see meltdowns over not being able to 
get a hold of the tablet. That dreaded thing that parents and kids battle over no matter who you are or what age you are. And that is one of the reasons why I encourage in everything that I teach, whether it's the trainings that I offer, this podcast, or my social media posts, or my programs and services that I offer where you can engage with me directly. I am always pushing the concept of taking the learning off the screen. And overstimulation and decision fatigue is the reason why. The way we can mitigate or reduce decision fatigue is to engage in experience, creativity, and exploration more. It does not matter if you are an adult who is not attached to kids at all. It doesn't matter if you're a parent. It doesn't matter if you're a teacher. It doesn't matter if you're a caregiver. It doesn't matter if you're a 5, 10, 15 year old. If you can engage in creativity and exploration and actually get involved in an experience, you will reduce that decision fatigue. You will avoid overstimulation. And you will notice that you are more in control and process your thoughts and your feelings in a more positive, healthy way. Now, again, as a part of this podcast specifically, I'm always telling you to tie loose parts into whatever learning or skill building or exploration experience you are setting up and engaging in. It's just a fun way to keep learning and skill building interesting because you're always introducing something new to investigate. So whether it's seashells or it's bugs, toy bugs or real bugs is entirely up to you or you're introducing parts of plants or kinds of plants or new foods that you're using to practice cooking and science and building skills like digging and pouring and raking because you're exploring gardening You're also practicing patience by doing these kinds of activities. And one of my favorite things to do, just because it's the way that I always thought about teaching lessons when I was in the classroom, was tying things to a theme. And one of my favorite themes 
that I was thinking about when I thought about this topic and, and broaching this topic was silly monsters. And silly touches on and conjures up thoughts of funny and fun and exciting and joyful. But the monsters part conjures up thoughts of scary and spooky and dark and maybe angry or negative. And so I, with this theme, tie those two emotional areas together through the theme of silly monsters. And we get into all kinds of fun learning when we explore that theme. But it can be a fun way to engage kids and work them through emotional processing activities. But it's also a really fun way to be conscious about avoiding overstimulation because the kids are fully in control of the learning and the creativity and the building of a personality behind the quote-unquote monster. And they can create all different kinds of monsters for all their different feelings or Perhaps it's not necessarily about their feelings, but perhaps it's about experiences that they've had and they want to create different monsters to represent different things that they've experienced. And it's a hands-on activity that, again, gets them engaged in the learning so that they go into a sense of almost autopilot where they're not getting bogged down with that decision fatigue. You know, we don't think about it, but when we're engaging with our devices, even if we're playing a game, we're making decisions, we're thinking, we're processing information. I'm thinking of a a game that I actually enjoy playing, and I usually play it at the end of the day because it is something fun, but it is something kind of that I use to burn some mental energy. And it's, you know, you have to make decisions because you have to find colors of jewels that match. And then you have to put them in a specific order and you have to decide whether you want to explode certain areas or whether you want to do it the hard way and actually go through the motions. And it's a whole thing. And honestly, I've gotten to a point in the game where the object is to unleash a key to unlock the next level. And usually it takes a really long time and the game becomes repetitive and I just get burned out by the end of it. And so I usually have to walk away and take a break. But that is a example of decision fatigue where 
decision fatigue can lead to emotional meltdowns. And I think that that's something that we don't think about as adults. That kids may get so overstimulated and tired of having to make decisions and communicate their wants and needs that they just have an emotional response instead. And so if we can reduce decision fatigue and overstimulation, we can mitigate and avoid meltdowns. And again, we're all home now and have been for a long time, all the time. We're constantly having to make decisions that we probably didn't have to make before, that we probably took for granted. And it's exhausting because we feel like we're on all the time unless we're sleeping. So if we can find moments for ourselves where we're not overstimulated and where we're engaging in experiences that allow us to kind of turn off our brains and experience things, observe things. Now that I'm thinking about it, it makes sense why one of the things that people enjoy most is watching sports on TV because you're observing it. You don't have to make decisions. You can get emotionally attached and emotionally engaged, but you're not having to think through the process. You're just reacting to it. And so it creates that roller coaster experience. One day we will get sports back in some way, shape, or form. I'm sure of it. Uh, I miss it, although I'm not hugely into sports, but I have been known to enjoy the occasional hockey game. And that's actually a good example of observing something without having to make decisions but getting engaged and engrossed in the experience. So I would encourage you, whether you're a parent or a teacher or a caregiver, for yourself and for the kids in your life to get engaged in more hands-on, creative experiences. And you will see that kids and yourself will enjoy the creative process where you can process emotions and express yourself 
And you will find whichever kind of art you choose to partake in relaxing and calming. And you will enjoy the process because, yes, you're making decisions, but those decisions offer an experience for you to take part in. And at the end of it, you feel a sense of accomplishment because you've created something. And so you are not being stimulated while you're making decisions. Instead, you're being expressive as you make decisions. And those two things require different sets of emotions and different trains of thought. Art is very good for encouraging emotional processing. And we've talked about that in other episodes, whether it's dramatic experiences, being on a stage, acting, whether it's dancing, whether it's singing, whether it's a little bit of all of it, or you can even participate in singing and songwriting and learning an instrument. These are all creative experiences where you're burning your mental energy, but you're not doing it in an exhaustive way. You're challenging yourself to learn something new. You're being creative, but you're doing so in a calming way. So we don't have to submit ourselves to being overwhelmed by all of the things that we are experiencing, especially right now. One of the things that I think a lot of us Again, whether we're just regular adults or we're a parent or we're a teacher or we're a caregiver. One of the things that I think we forget about for ourselves that is also true for the kids in our lives is that there is so much more demand on our attention nowadays in modern society and we take it for granted as the way that things are quote unquote supposed to be or just the way things are nowadays and I think if we can reduce the demands on our attention and the demands on the attention spans of the kids in our lives we will see that kids do not get as overstimulated or that we as adults don't get overstimulated. Now, I don't know about you, but this is a good example. I, in normal times, <laughs> love people. I love to be social. I love to go out. I love to do things. I love to be around people. 
but I also need my alone time to unwind and to decompress. And that comes from all of the demands that get put on our attention when we are around other people. And that leads to overstimulation that if you are not processing it emotionally in a positive way, leads to, in a child's case, a meltdown. Or, in an adult's case, can be as severe as an angry outburst, or, you know, such as yelling, or scolding, or even being aggressive and causing arguments. And so, avoiding overstimulation and decision fatigue and emotional processing are all interconnected. But we tend to overthink these things and think that they're so hard to reduce or combat. Yet it's as simple as recognizing that we have so many more demands on our attention these days that if we can reduce that, so spending less time on screens, which is something that I preach all the time. It's why I started this podcast was because I wanted to give you fun, creative ways to do that. And if we can do that for ourselves and for the kids in our lives, we will see that we create more positive, supportive, relaxed, inviting environments and interactions for all of us. So you can avoid overstimulation again and decision fatigue in very simple ways. So one of the things I always did and still do actually for myself, but what I always did as a teacher that I think if you're listening to this as a parent or a caregiver that you will find helpful is planning things out. So if you're doing the whole homeschool thing, having a schedule that creates anticipation, you're going to recognize that kids don't get overwhelmed. They don't have to fight to come up with what they want to do next or what's coming next or getting wrapped up in that anticipation of making all of these decisions. So if they know ahead of time what options there are for them to play with or what times of the day they're going to get 
access to screens, they don't have to get emotionally wrapped up in, well, I want those things right now. Or I want to do this now instead of that. Because it becomes just a natural part of their routine and they move from one thing to the next to the next. It's one of the secrets of how teachers maintain order in a classroom. I used to get asked that all the time. Why are all the kids so well behaved in your classroom? They don't act like that at home. Well, having routines and expectations is a part of that. They know what is expected of them in the classroom, whereas that may not be as obvious or apparent at home because things might be more of a relaxed environment at home. So by setting up a, for instance, a learning schedule or a daily routine or a list of activities that they can choose from. Or you might want to even go so far as to, okay, we do screens for 30 minutes in the morning while you're having your breakfast, 30 minutes in the afternoon when you're either supposed to be taking some quiet time or resting time, and then... 30 minutes sometime between prepping for dinner and bedtime. And that's a compromise. You can also set up a reward system where they have to do certain things in order to earn screen time. So you have to complete X amount of subject assignments for the school portion of the day. And you get X amount of time on a screen. Or you have to do X amount of chores to get X amount of screen time. You can combine some combination of those things together as extra ways to earn screen time. But you're still controlling how much access that they actually have to the screens. You can do a bargaining system as well, where you use the system that I just described, but also bargain, hey, you want X amount of time on the screens? You need to do something physical, something active, something creative for X amount of time first. And you're doing multiple things there. You're getting them to earn their screen time. You're baking in their routine, avoiding overstimulation, and you're avoiding the meltdowns because you're taking away some of the stress of deciding what activity they're going to engage in next because they have an idea of experiences that they're allowed to choose from. So yes, there is some element of choice, 
but there isn't this free-for-all of a maj podge of things to choose from. So this episode has gone on quite long, and I did not realize it. So I hope that you find this episode useful and helpful. I know this wasn't the most creative-based, but I will do future episodes where we lean more into the creative play aspect of it. But play and creativity are things that you should be weaving into your daily experiences, again, both as an adult and for the kids in your lives, to avoid overwhelm, mitigate decision fatigue, and support emotional processing. If you need more support and more creative ideas, feel free to reach out to me. I am here to help you and support you in creative, fun, learning, and skill-building experiences. And don't forget, you can check out all of the themes, programs, and experiences that I have for you to participate in. So if you are interested in any of those opportunities, you can, again, reach out to me through social media, through the comment section of this episode, or through any form of direct messaging. So I want to thank you for joining me this week. I hope you'll join me next time, and I will talk to you soon.